Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 369 of, you know, the maturity level from you, Scott, at the age of almost 49 is flat out awesome, dude. (laughs) I'm so proud. Uh, You should be. I hope to be that. I hope to be that way at age 49 as well. Of the Fully Possible Wrestling Figure Podcast, my name is Jeff. And sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline, brother. Scott, Scott, say hello. Hello. All right, guys, this show's going to be a little bit different this week. We've got news. We are going to play Minute and a Half Man game, but we are going to round out the show with a special interview from the great Sean Ng from KWK, Kayfabe's Heroes, and Collectibles. I'm really excited about this interview with Sean tonight. Yeah, I really am too, because you've seen, he's basically been very forthcoming with all of the information, very upfront showing his renderings, basically going over every detail of the line. And I look forward to kind of getting a little deeper into that tonight. His Kamala looks fantastic. The Conquistadors look great. He just had a big name that he announced last night that we'll get into during the interview. I'm just, I'm really excited to see his line come out and see how it does. Uh, There's a lot of strong interest in it already, so I look forward to talking to Sean for sure. If you would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Just do a Google search and it'll be right there. And you can send us any audio questions or questions at all. Send it on over to Fully Opposable, WFP at gmail.com all right scott go ahead get it out of the way would you purchase man bbts loves me if my picture isn't on their wall it should be wait which picture (laughs) well preferably not the one of scott trolling around bourbon street with somebody's bottle of vodka that i don't even know whose it was hopefully not that picture sharing it with xavier woods yeah trying to share it yeah xavier woods declined the bottle very nicely, I might add. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. But anyways, uh, what did you get at BBTS? So the day after we recorded last week, uh, it happened to be Cliff Burton's birthday. Cliff Burton, the uh, legendary bassist from Metallica. He was their original bassist before Jason Newstead tragically passed away in a tour bus accident uh, during their Master of Puppets tour. So in honor of Cliff, and we kind of had a feeling this was going to happen with the success of the reaction style figures they did the three and three quarter inch figures of cliff. They did an ultimate of them and it's amazing. It's just, it's one of those figures you see it. And when you're talking about it before you've seen the image, you're like, okay, I might pick it up, but then you actually see the image of it. And you're like, that's coming home. That there's just no question. Like that figure is so good. Like I love cliff anyway, but seeing that figure, it, just, it has to be in the collection. So pre-ordered the cliff Burton. And then those SOBs did it again. (laughs) Just when I think I have a nice long break with McFarlane, 
here come the Nolan trilogy Batman figures of Batman, Joker, the the legendary Heath Ledger performance, and Scarecrow, and oh gosh, who was the fourth? Draw a blank, Two Face, and build a figure Bane. Uh oh. I would have skipped Scarecrow because the other three are so good. I would have skipped Scarecrow, but with the Build-A-Figure Bane and the Bane looks amazing, I had to get all four, Jeff. Of course you did. How did I know? Here's the best part. So I pre-ordered them as soon as I got the email. Like I was like, boom, because those have totally been on my radar for months. As soon as I saw the image of them, I'm like, yeah, I got to get them. I was, like I said, was going to pass on Scarecrow, but then Bane was the Build-A-Figure. I need that figure. So anyway, pre-ordered them as soon as the email came in. Do you remember the conversations we had about pre-ordering the WWE figures on BBTS? Yes. Batman and Joker were gone within about an hour. They're not part of the WWE line. I understand. Okay. But similar to the WWE line with how quickly those sell out, Jeff, which is my point. Oh. Yes. So my recommendation is is if you do any pre-ordering from BBTS, as soon as you get those emails that they've got new pre-orders in and it's something you want, jump on it quick. Because... These things have been vanishing fast. So it happened to me with the WWE line. It happened again with the Batman, uh, DC McFarlane's. So if you get that email on a pre-order, jump on it fast. Because BBTS does sell out. I think you'll be able to find those in stores, won't you? They're going to hit stores. Now, whether or not you're able to score them. Obviously, Joker is going to be the hot one in that. Followed very closely by the Batman one. Uh, I would imagine Scarecrow is going to be your peg warmer. Follow pretty close. I would say the Two-Face is going to go pretty fast too because that figure is outstanding. Uh, but Joker's absolutely going to be disappearing from the pegs. So if you can get it pre-ordered somewhere, Entertainment Earth, uh, wherever you do your pre-ordering at for the DC McFarlands, jump on them quick because they're going to be a tough find in the stores. Nice, nice. I have picked up some of the Elite 100s. My pre-orders on Amazon are starting to flow in. I got nice. the Steve Austin, the stunning Steve Austin. I love it. Did you open it? So I have two. I haven't opened one of them yet. Okay, got it. Okay. I also got the Rock Series 100. Comes with the Rock Brahma Bull title. Beautiful, beautiful figure as well. There's something about these figures. They did a great job on them. But I just kind of look at it and look, why did they make Becky Lynch? Mm, (sighs) To me, Charlotte would have been a better fit for this series. Yeah, but I think Becky had a bigger impact overall than Charlotte has since the the women's revolution. Mm, I think Becky's had a bigger impact. Well, Charlotte's definitely more decorated Mm -hmm. in terms of title wins. Uh, But I think Becky overall with that whole the man gimmick has had a bigger impact on WWE than Charlotte. Fair. Arguable. But I think that's why they put Becky in that set. Like over the last 10 years, I think Becky's been the bigger impact on WWE than any of the other women have. My opinion. Okay, I can kind of see that. I understand why they put her in. I just think Charlotte would have been a better fit. Just a personal opinion, but hey, I'm not over at Mattel, right? Well, it's definitely arguable, but at the end of the day, like, why not put them both in? Yeah, you could, you could. I just looked at that series and I love it. You have Rock, you have one of the greatest cruiserweight champions of all time with Rey Mysterio. You got got a brand new Andre. You got a brand new stunning Steve Austin as as well. So- Anyways, I love the series so far, the special packaging, just the inclusion of all the belts. Yeah, I'm excited to get my hands on that Andre. Just I'm starting to see him slip through my fingers because I can't find him anywhere. I I probably could have pulled the trigger on the one on Amazon 
He was 31, but then it was like four or five dollars shipping because it wasn't through Amazon directly. So I, at the end of the day, it would have been like 35, 36 bucks. So I passed on him, but now I'm starting to keep my fingers crossed. I find him in the stores. All right, Scott, it's time to play. Can you last a minute? No, no. Yeah, it's back to a minute. We're not the minute nope. and a half men. We can't last nope. that long. Nobody likes this game. By the way, after last week, we have to create the summer's rule. <laughs> I got told a few times by a few different people that I got done dirty. <laughs> that was dirty. <laughs> was it the deep dives? Dude, Slam City. <laughs> I'm going to just leave it at that. Slam City. Yeah, that... <laughs> That was kind of a punch in the nards. Vinyl aggression. <sighs> yeah, that's a reach. Yeah. Okay, I will give the Ghostbusters crossover. I've admitted that I should have had that. But come on. Slam City. <sighs> so we have to create the summer rule. Okay, which is? We've got to keep it to, like, for the reason that I don't go deep dive on you, like a R3 tech or... I know you said last week, oh, you went retro. Well, retros are kind of like a main series now, right? Okay. So let's keep it to big lines, main lines. I won't never go a basic on you. Okay, so this will be like SummerSlam 92 between HBK and the model. No punching in the face. Correct. Got it. And Nat- the Slam City selection was a punch in the face is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> That was more a punch to the nuts, dude. Okay, yeah, so we're back to punching the nards. Okay. It was a punch to the nuts. When I keeled over from the punch to the nuts, I got punched in the face. <laughs> okay, God, you got a flying knee. The punch to the nuts was the slam city. The punch to the face was the vinyl aggression. I see. Okay. All right. Understood. So that is the summer's rule. So you know you've made it when you have a rule named after you. Justin with a Pearl Harbor job. <laughs> I like how we have to now create rules for this game. Right? Yeah, it's no longer a minute and a half either. It's back to a minute. Uh, Anyways. All right, Scott. Are you ready for your first figure? No, but I'm ready for the next segment, the news. Let's talk about it. All right. The first figure. Son of a... Sorry, dude. You got to play the game. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Your first figure was made in the 2010s. Okay. And I'm going to make it a little bit more fun for you here. Okay. This guy was part of a big tag team. That's a huge clue for you right there, sir. Give me that clue again. Nope. Take out your earbuds. No, no, no. Give me the clue again. You already gave it to me. You said he's... Did you say he's part of a big tag team? Yes. He's part of a big tag team. World-renowned tag team. Okay, so when you said big, you weren't referring to like necessarily the size. You meant just their name is big. Okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna just create the Scott Toon rule as well, since we're creating rules. You get what you get, dude. I'm just clarifying your word big. Okay, not big stature, like world popularity. Okay, part of a big tag team. Okay, I think I already know the figure. That's interesting. We'll take out your buds and see if you guess it. No, I'm gonna guess it right now. Okay, go for it. Figures toy company. No. Damn it. All right. Well, it's not Figures Toy Company, Doc Gallows. <laughs> no, it is not Figures Toy Company, Doc Gallows. Son of a B. All right. Taking out my earbuds. This freaking guy. Can you believe he starts asking 90,000 questions while he's trying to figure out the figure? 
Oh, by the way, the figure is Booker T Elite 46. Earbuds are back in the ear holes. I talked hella trash about you. I'm sure you did. <laughs> sure you did. Hopefully you didn't talk uh, trash about Justin Summers. He was just defending me. No. No, that's going to be on the next clue. All right. <laughs> the next time I have you take out your earbuds. <laughs> All right, Scott. It will be a minute and a half. I was just joking. Oh, we're back to 90 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're back to 90 seconds. So I will hit the stopwatch now. Go. Mattel. Yes. Okay. Part of a big tag team. Is this an elite figure? Yes. Elite mainline figure. Yes. Okay, Elite Mainline. Uh, made in the 2010s. So that means it capped at 20. So we're going up to about Elite 70. Okay. And you said he's part of a big tag team. Okay. Has this person been a tag team champion? Yes. Outside of WWE? Yes. Okay. Outside of WWE as well. Was it in Ring of Honor? No. Was it in NJPW? No. Was it in AEW? No. Was it in TNA? No. Huh. Okay. Is it Cesaro? No. Is it the Cassius Ono? No. He was a tag team champion in Ring of Honor. Oh, you said tag team champion in WWE and Cassius Ohno was not. Okay. Uh, no, I said tag team champion outside of WWE. Oh, so they were not a tag team champion in the WWE? Uh, yes, they were actually. I take that back. Yes, oh, they were. They were tag team champion. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. I apologize. I'll add 10 seconds to this and you okay. got 15 seconds now. Oh, nice. Okay, excellent. <laughs> oh, good. I love this game. <laughs> was that Was this person ever a heavyweight champion? Yes. Okay. In WWE? Yes. And time. Okay, hold on. <laughs> heavyweight and tag. And I'm sorry, did you say they were heavyweight champion also outside of WWE? Yes. Outside of WWE was also a tag team champion? Yes. But was not a tag team champion in NJPW, AEW, TNA, or Impact. I'm sorry, or um, well, I guess that would have been it. Or Ring of Honor. Was not a mm -hmm. tag team champion there. I would have to verify on TNA Impact, but not Ring of Honor or NJPW or um, AEW. An Elite in the 2010s, which is basically everything up to, I want to say, Elite 70. No, it would have been before that. So about up to Elite 60. Hmm. I'm trying to think of another clue without giving it away. And and was a heavyweight champion in the WWE. Yes. And outside was... of WWE. Yes. Oh, in WCW. Okay. That was also part of a tag team. Um okay. I'm starting to narrow down my choices here. WWE or WWF heavyweight champion? Dude, your time is up, dude. <laughs> but I asked you specifically earlier, WWE champion? He was a world champion in WWE. Right, but I asked you, was a WWE champion? He was a world champion in WWE. So there's a possibility he could have been WWF champion, but I asked you specifically, was he WWE champion? 
No, he was not in the WWF. He was only in the WWE. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so there goes one of my guesses. Because I was going to start to guess Diesel, but it's not Diesel. Or Kevin Nash, whatever. Okay. No, it's not. Okay, no, no, no. I, I understand now because it was that would have been clarification. And also if it was WCW, WWE Tag Team, WWE, was not champion. Okay, so it's not Flair. It's going to be your 50th birthday by the time we... And you haven't even hit 49 yet. Don't you rush me. Also, my goal is to not play this past one question. So You get one final guess. Okay, Sting was not a tag team champion or heavyweight champion in WWE. So I'm starting to dip into the WCW pool a little bit now. Big Show was WWF champion, so it can't be Big Show. Hogan was WWF champion. It's going to be my 50th birthday by the time you get... <laughs> Don't you rush me. You're the one that wanted to play this game. And I haven't even hit 44 yet, dude. <laughs> You're the one that wanted to play this game, not me. I've made my stance very clear. You insist on playing every week. Everybody loves this game. Nobody loves this game. What? If they tell you they're enjoying it, they're lying. Well, do you want me to read the comments from last week? No, I don't want to read your made-up comments by made-up people that didn't actually send anything. I'll, I'll do it in my movie voice, too. From Jordan Kitsat. You know, like that, I'll say <laughs> With loud explosions going on behind me. In a world of shitty games on a wrestling <laughs> figure podcast. Hmm. Okay, now I'm really starting to lean into the WCW heavyweight champion, WWE heavyweight champion thing that also had an elite figure. Were you just playing oh, under pressure? No, that was actually Indiana Jones theme. <laughs> oh, that was my second guess. <laughs> Let me see if I know it. Uh, no, I don't know under pressure. <laughs> no, my song goes dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. It's gonna be Sean Ink's fiftieth birthday by the time you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? While you t while you try to figure it out, I'm gonna just get right into the news. Super 7 showed off the Simpsons figures. Are you even a guess anymore? No, well, I'm glad I'm only getting one of these this week because that, that ploy worked really well, actually. Because so, now you're getting into the news and we're just blown right over it. And I'm not even going to give you an answer before the end of the show. How about that? We should get through the end of the show and you should just be like, oh, by the way, my final guess is... Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Just throw out a guess. Well, no, I need to think about this. It's not going to take an hour to guess. It might. Okay, you get one final guess. Throw out one throw out one figure. Oh. Okay. It's Booker T. Harlem Heat Elite 40 something. Very good. Okay, so we're well, here's what we're going to do. Wait, we're is that who it was? It was. No way. I kid you not, it was. Oh, but, dude, that's sweet. So we're going to have to put a timer on your guessing and a time Why? How many See what Justin Summers did? The summer rule has now created a bunch of rules, and now we're going to become like MLB, and we're going to have 50 million rules that it's tough to keep up with, or football, what's a catch? <laughs> okay, here's my argument against that. How many wrestlers have wrestled and had an action figure made since the invention of wrestling figures? Give me a number. Seven. Okay. Keyboard warrior. <laughs> Seven is, is, is an excellent guess, actually. But it's wrong. 
<laughs> so you have the number of wrestlers that have had a figure made plus the number of figures made of each said wrestler across how many different companies, across how many different series. How can you say, oh, guess it in a minute and a half? It's impossible. You just did. Well, it didn't take a minute and a half. That was uh, closer to, let's see. Right now, our timer on the podcast is at 26 minutes. I would I would guess. <laughs> Don't you start slide with. I feel like I'm being played <laughs> off the stage here. <laughs> I'm trying to. Exit stage left, you son of a. My point is, can't put a time limit on guessing. Should I do dad's joke right now? Go ahead. I don't even remember dad's joke. Anyways, all right. <laughs> I thought we were going to get a good dad joke. I I thought we were too. Oh, you want to hear a good dad joke? Uh, What do you call a cow with two legs? Lean beef. That's solid, dude. That's solid. Are you serious? Yeah, no, that's great. Lean, I love it. Oh, uh, what do you call a dwarf cow? Condensed milk. Very good. Thank you. Those are some dad jokes. All right. Those are very strong. Because a minute and a half took a minute and three hours. (laughs) (laughs) Slight exaggeration, but okay. We've got to jump into the news. I had two other figures. I know. This is great. We only did one. That was not Slam City, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling you out, Justin. No, the summer rule is now created. I'm going to I'm gonna keep a list of all the rules for this game now. This is crazy. I know, right? This is just supposed to be fun, and we get slammed with Slam City. This is something we could actually play at the meetup. Okay, yeah, let's do that. That would be actually pretty fun. That would. By the way, meetup, WrestleMania weekend, we're still figuring out the date yeah like like when we're gonna land and where it's gonna be although we kind of have an idea already um but yeah it's still in the in the deciding phase but there will be a meetup for sure yes absolutely all right let's get in the news because the great sean ing is waiting for us super seven yes i'm talking about super seven simpson figures why am i talking about these because these ultimates went up and you love the simpsons Oh, dude, these were so good. Wave 4 of The Simpsons up for pre-order right now over at Super 7. Ned Flanders is the devil. Two extra heads and a trident. Dredrick Tatum. He has the boxing glove hands, WBC belt, towel, cutoff robe. A.K.A. not Mike Tyson. Not Mike Tyson. It's Dredrick Tatum. Correct. Not Mike Tyson. Homer Simpson in the Moo Moo. Do you guys remember that episode where Homer gained weight? Well, there it is. <laughs> That's so good. I love it, dude. My favorite line from that, press the any key. Where's the any key? That, Anyways, <laughs> he has the broom, comes with the bird that flopped down and hit the keys on the keyboard, ice cream cone, and a metal, and radioactive man. American flag and a radioactive man comic book. Do you remember when you were on the ride at Universal Studio, Scott, and the guy made a radioactive man joke? No, I don't. It was the part where the water came rushing down during the earthquake. Okay. And the water hits and the guy that was narrating the tram tour goes, my eyes, the goggles do nothing. (laughs) We popped. We were the only ones on the tram that popped because nobody else got it. So anyways. They sucked. Yes. All right. We pulled a couple questions from the Wrestling Figs message boards. Let's get into them real, real quick. This one comes in from the American Nightmare. So Cody Rhodes is on the message boards. 
Thank you for your question, Cody. Have you guys explored any possibilities of doing something like the Jack's Unmatched Fury line? Steve said, There were some prototypes shown at SDCC years ago of something similar, but things obviously didn't pan out. That might be kind of a cool one to explore down the road, like statue-type figures. Agreed. Much agreed. Yeah, I think that that would be a nice offshoot. Like, yeah, it's a gimmick line, but I think that could do pretty well for them. Hollywood North, Hogan, and it's trademarked. Wow, way to go above and beyond, man. Trademark that name. He's living the gimmick on the message boards. Steve, would a Jax BCA-inspired line be something Mattel would consider? Steve said, I'd consider anything. That line is obviously iconic. And then he said, dot, 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 iconic piece of crap. Oh, oh wow. I, I'm, he did not say that. I'm sorry. I'm joking. Way to make enemies, dude. Oh, I'll make enemies every turn of my life. <laughs> Seems like it's daily now. <laughs> Especially with Justin Summers and creating the summer rule. All right. <laughs> right? You just made more enemies. Next question comes in from WV Guitar. If you ever plan to do a Bray Wyatt from the pitch black match, would a figure that changes color under a black light be a possibility? Or would it be more likely to have those effects recreated through the deco? Steve says, don't know. All that would have to be explored through the development process to see what is possible. That could be an awesome figure. I could see that one being like a ringside exclusive or even a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Yep. And last question from the message boards. It comes in from It's Sammy S-Z-N season. It's Sammy season. Sammy season. That's what the young kids call it. Sammy Zane or Sammy Sosa? We'll never know. We'll never know. Hey, Steve, now that Chelsea Green is back on WWE TV, do you know how soon we could potentially get her back in the lineup? Steve said it'd be about a year after she was locked into a lineup. Those are the questions that I pulled from the Wrestling Figs message boards. And as I said, the show's going to be a little bit different. We got Sean Ng up next. And we are going to go over his KWK collectibles line. So let's get into that interview. Scott, joining us this evening is one of the most famous collectors out there, not just in the U.S., not just in Canada, not just in Germany, but in the entire world. In the entire world. That's a big one. I'm going there. I'm going there. (laughs) I said what I said, and I stand by it. Thank you. And the man that has pissed off more people at Mattel. (laughs) (laughs) Just spitting fire right now. Hey, you said don't hold back. (laughs) (laughs) The great, the one, the only Sean Ng. Sean, welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you on. Wow, that that one was, uh -uh. that may get me (laughs) trouble, but. Okay, so that's the line. That's the line. (laughs) I don't even get introductions like that, and I'm on the show, so (laughs) huge honor. (laughs) Sean, it's an honor from Scott and I to have you on this evening. Absolutely. Through the years, you and I have communicated numerous times. You and I have actually even made a couple purchases. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've made a couple purchases off of you. We won't go into details of what has been purchased. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) It's kept between us. It's kept between Scott, I'll fill you in later, dude. Yeah, please. I don't even know what's going on here. (laughs) Sean, one of the things I have always been curious about. Right. And uh, we know you've scored quite a few figures throughout the day. Right. 
what is that one figure that you got or figures could be plural that you got that you couldn't sell, you couldn't let go, you couldn't part with, and you still have in your collection to this day? I, I will have to be counting my fingers because it wouldn't be just one. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be really honest. It wouldn't be just one. The uh, One of the big ones, uh, the Hasbro red card, Bret Hart with the black elbow hats. Oh, okay. That one is really hard for me to to get rid of because I have had offers up to 30 grand. Wow. Yeah. I've said already there were at least two collectors that contacted me and I said, I can't get rid of it because first of all, it's a green tag. It's a missing green tag. So, you know, that alone is already like right up there. And I've said it, it rarer to me than the Moon on Belly Kamala and uh, the unreleased Jack's Unmatched Fury Kane, the mask one. Oh, the one that I got off of Mark Busey years ago, giving him a plug here. <laughs> 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 you know, that's another one that I can't, that I just can't sell. And he knows it too. Uh-huh. He asked me before, he was like, hey, if I'm buying back, uh, I'm buying back from you, is that okay? I was like, no, nope, not going to nope. happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to happen. <laughs> no, because you have to understand, the Unmatched Fury line, I, I think it's one of the first lines that is so realistic looking. Mm-hmm. At the same time, statue-like. But, you know, obviously you got the Fatal 4-Way before, before that. But, you know, at that scale. I, I don't even recall there were any, except maybe for the the WCW statues before that. But you know that's a statue. But these ones are actually figures. But the prototype itself is an actual statue, so it makes it even cooler. That's why I was just like, man, you know, when when Bushi first offered it to me, and I was just like, ooh, <laughs> I really want that. I really want that. So I was like. How much do I have to cut my arm off for this one? <laughs> so he gave me the prize, and I was like, boom, done. You know, I think it was like three weeks later, it arrived at my house, and I picked it up. I go, oh, oh my God, it's so nice. That one is one of those figures where you picked it up and you look at it and go, man, you kind of get that orgasmic feeling. It's quite <laughs> there. It's quite there, but not quite, but you know, you're almost there. That kind of feeling. You're just edging yourself over there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What? He said, don't hold back. He said, don't hold back. <laughs> he said, don't hold back. Right, right. This one's got to be eighth graded, isn't it? American <laughs> <laughs> a little blue. So I don't want to skim over the great work that you're doing now on the KWK collectibles. And I want you to get your plugs out of the way for the Kayfabe and Heroes line. Go for it. Okay. Uh, my Instagram is KWK underscore Sean, S-H-A-W-N. Feel free to to go to my store, shopkwk.com. Also, my Facebook page, KWK Kayfabe Wrestling Collector, uh, starting with the K for collector. You can definitely find me on there. I'm also on Twitter, which I always forget about my Twitter account name. <laughs> <laughs> it's at KSean, K-S-H-A-W-N-N-G. And you're doing a marvelous job on already of the renderings that you've shown off already. Yeah, some people said it's only a picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, technically it is a picture, but it's a picture of something that will soon be coming out, which leads right. to my first question. What has been the hardest thing so far since starting this? 
to actually think about which talent to go with first. I think mm-hmm. this has been the most difficult part because if you look at this whole thing, you know, number one, and Matt Cadona mentioned it before, it's like, oh, so many companies are making these. And, you know, number one is to plan out the, the strategy for this whole thing. So what is different to, to everybody's? What exactly I want to keep to to keep the nostalgia mm-hmm. at the same time? And, you know, the content of the product, what I want to put out that others may be not willing to you know, say for example, the 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 prototype chase, the test shot chase that I'm going with that angle, and what's the connection of my line to to the predecessor? You know, so so in this case, Hasbro or or you know other similar lines, mm-hmm. all that and what talent that will be afford uh, affordable? You know, as a small company to to start out with. So, you know, I was lucky enough that Kenny Casanova was able to help out the the author for Kamala's uh, autobiography that he helped line things up for me with Kamala's estate. And I'm really, really grateful for that because, you know, if there's one figure that I want to start off, it has to be Kamala. You know, I've always said that because the Hasbro just didn't do him right. What are your knocks on that figure? When you say that they didn't do them right, what would you have? I mean, we know which direction you're going in, but as yeah. a kid getting that figure, what would you have changed about it? Well, number one, star and belly should have been gone. And, you know, being a jumper, I hate the whole jumper mindset. Agree. Yeah, it's my least favorite. Every single time throughout the entire year of me collecting Hasbro, the ones that I've broken the most were jumpers. Not because I snapped them off or or whatever. It's just when they jump and if they fall, landed wrong, what will happen is one of the shoulders will pop out. Right. It happened to my rocker Shawn Michaels. It happened to one of my Kamala, it, you know, coincidentally. And, you know, I, I think there may have been one or two more. Okay. But, but you know, oh, uh, there was a Coco Beware that got broken as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the most that have been broken, the jumpers, and it's, it's all accidental. It's, it's not like that was through rough playing like I did with the Bear Hug Hogan before. That, that <laughs> right. ended up snapping his waist, like, in half. But, <laughs> but the, you know, the jumpers just weren't doing it for me. Got it. So playability, the star on the belly, would you say the lack of accessories? I mean, yeah, he came with the necklace, but the lack well, of accessories to me was another part that I didn't care for with the Kamala. I had no problem with the lack of accessories because, okay. you know, let's be honest. If you look at the Kamala that, that we are producing, the amount of accessories going in exceeds any Hasbro figures that has ever done any sort of accessories. For sure, because you have the mask. Right. You have two. the shield. Two masks. Yeah. And the shield. Yeah. And also the spear and the necklace. There you go. Yeah. Nothing even touches that in the Hasbro line. Yeah. You can't do that with the Hasbro line because back in the day, you know, the most that they're going to add was what? One accessory per figure. Right. So, you know, for in, in this case, I, I want to give it a full makeover for Kamala. 
bring it into 2023. Right, exactly. And I know some people are saying, oh, you know, this doesn't resemble Hasbro because one, you know, way too many accessories, two, is too realistic looking. And I have emphasized this in another podcast. And I've said this, okay, as you said, we are in 2023. We are not back in the early 90s where sculpting work is a lot harder to do. Mm-hmm. Right now, you know, everything or everyone is talking about, oh, how the action figure is so realistic looking. Why not move to that direction? Agree. 100% agree. We have seen other toy lines doing that too. Yep. Why not for this too? Yep. And the, everything is relaunching now, right? Everything from the right. 80s and 90s is coming back now. Why would right. you want a repeat of what you had back then? Why not bring newer technology into play and get a better product out of it at the end of the day? With right. your line, we're getting more accessories, better sculpting. Like I would much rather have something in my Detolf case representing today's technology than right. back then. If I want back then, I'll just go buy back then. But I love seeing stuff that was back then upgraded to today's technology. What also what I wanted to keep the main thing that I wanted to keep is the actual collectability. And I do feel in modern day uh, collector market, you don't really get a lot of collectability anymore. I I see a lot of companies and I'm not naming any names. A lot of toy companies are just rolling out with overproduced toys and just go, hey, buy. That's it. And, you know, the moment that you buy it and then within two, three months, it drops to something like 30% less or even 50% less, in some cases, 80% less. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously, I understand that the market still drives it, but when you overproduce and the demand doesn't match it, obviously, the price is going to be low. You know, the, the, whole, the whole idea of economics here. And that's something I don't want to do. Because I may look younger, but, you know, I'm in my 40s. I come from the era where, you know, the toys have the collectability. You know, you, you, can, you can actually buy something and it appreciates in value. Of course, you're not collecting for value. But do you want to buy something and, and you know, the, the prices drop like crazy? You know, it, it's just like it's so demoralizing for a collector. And I know some people say, oh, you know, we don't we don't collect for value. Of course, nobody does. But, you know, they were happier if, if your collectible go, goes up in value. And it's in demand later on, too. If it's Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, so if you have that figure and a lot of people are like, oh, man, they get that FOMO going on. Right. That happens a lot where a lot of people get that FOMO and they're just sitting there and going, oh, I wish I would have jumped in on X, Y, and Z's figure. Right, exactly. Yeah. I agree with you about the updating to realistic sculpts and realistic looks. Have you faced a lot of backlash regarding that of not looking cartoonish like the Hasbros? Um, I have had some mostly talk behind my back, you know, people screenshotting some of these images. You know, I, I understand everyone has their different opinions about how a toy line should be, mm-hmm. um, you know, me included. I just so happened that to go ahead and be able to lucky, you know, to, to be lucky enough to have a great team that helped me out. You know, Jordan and Daniel in particular, they, they have been absolutely great and total saints to deal with me. Um, <laughs> you know, like 
this morning. Actually, it was like I think it was a like half an hour ago before before I go on here. He he was showing me the supposedly final render. Daniel was of Haystack Calhoun, and what happened was the necklace that was showing. He really was making chains along with the horseshoe on the necklace. And to me, for if it was for Jordan to actually three D print the actual prototype out. It's going to take him years to do it. Mm -hmm. So I said to him, I said, can we do something similar to what uh, some of the older companies would do, which was say the whole thing would be in plastic. So, you know, you can just basically put it around his neck and doesn't matter if it's plastic. He was like, but it won't look good. Right. And I, and I said, I understand that. But, you know, if we are just going to do a, do a full chain, it's really going to take some time. So for them to deal with me on, on stuff like that, and not only that, you know, there are times where, you know, I look at something and I thought, oh, okay, that looked fantastic. We can go. We, we can go ahead and make the final render. And then eight hours later, I go, hey, wait a minute. I see this deco isn't right. Can you kind of fix it? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, that kind of stuff. It, it's just like, you know, they're like, okay, fine, we'll do it. And it's just like, if it was, if it was other people, they'll probably be like, you know, you know, this guy is insane. You know, we need to kill him. <laughs> He's but, not paying uh, us enough. <laughs> but, you know, both Jordan and Daniel have been really cool with, with this whole thing. And, you know, Jordan has his own custom business, custom figure business as well. And, you know, a lot of times because of this whole thing, he had to shut down his workshop. For say, for example, for a whole month right now, for example, to get the painted prototypes done. So, you know, for them to do that, I can't thank them enough for helping this out. I mean, I give credit where credit is due. I mean, with me, I can't design stuff that is anything half decent. Mm -hmm. I just don't have that artist, art, artistic skill whatsoever, you know, whether it's fans <laughs> or whatnot. I can sing okay, but, you know, everything else, I just can't. So, <laughs> So, you know, if, if it was just me trying to, like, put, put on a 3D dough and just, like, trying to fix up stuff, you know, whatever, and uh, I'll just, I, I put out the market, people would be like, is this guy on something that we don't know? <laughs> because this is, this is bad. You know, people would just like, uh, uh, no, I'm not getting this from this guy. But, you know, to see some of the responses from, from collectors, you guys included, that that have been positive i mean although there are some that has been negative and you're going to get that in 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 the collector world anyway you can't please everyone right, right exactly i've always said i can't please everybody out yeah. i'm the best yeah but but i can't please everybody exactly and, you know, but to get the response so far with people seeing our progress and that's what i want to show as well and that's the progress that i want to show you know, and some people say, oh, you know, when, when the final product comes out, is the deco going to come out as good as the render? And I tell, I, I always told him, I said, I'll try my best, but you are expecting something a little bit different because once you go into prototype phase and then you go to the, the full-on production phase, you're always going to lose some details no matter what. Right. That is correct. So, yeah. which is which is why I, when I first started this i told daniel i said put as much detail to the actual figure as you possibly can 
then that way, once we get to the final production, you know, we may lose a bit. But at the same time, the figure still looks detailed enough. So, you know, that's something that I have already thought about before this whole thing even started. Gotcha. So what was the process to get the names that you have so far? You have Haystacks Calhoun, you've got the right. Conquistadors, Yoshitatsu, who you just announced right. actually like last night. Yeah. And as mentioned, Kamala. What was your process to start getting names on paper? I mean, obviously, longtime wrestling fan, you are. So I'm sure you have a wish list outside of what you've given us so far. Mm -hmm. uh, what was kind of your process and what's your process moving forward? Do you have kind of a wish list that you want to hit before the line is done? Well, here's the thing. Um, some of the, the old names, like, say, for example, Haystacks, the actual name itself has never been trademarked. Oh. and Yeah, it was never trademarked. And that's when I go in and, you know, do the actual trademarking. And, you know, it takes a process of a while, but, you know, eventually we got it done. For Kamala, I've mentioned before, you know, Kenny Casanova really helped out on this because he did Kamala's book and knew the the Harris family. Okay. And, and uh, we, we all know throughout the years how, um, how African-American wrestlers were discriminated native throughout the years you know from right. 60s 70s 80s even 90s yep and you know getting less pay than than say caucasian wrestlers yep and um you know by the time kamala passed he did not even have enough money for his gravestone so they had to do crowdfunding for him in order for him to get the gravestone which they eventually did so to me, when I heard this, and I always want to do something for Kamala, you know, same thing I've been thinking about, too, for uh, Shinjiro Otani, who wrestles for Zero One mm -hmm. and broke his neck last year. Mm -hmm. And and also with with Steve McMichael, who, who is having ALS. You know. Longo, yeah. yeah. Two of the guys that I, I've been thinking about, and also uh, Takayama, who was paralyzed. You know, mm -hmm. and Akibono, who who had a stroke, you know, all of these guys, you know, Akibono in particular, he was he was a friend of mine. So a lot of these, to me, if I can do something to help them, you know, eventually to raise some funds and whatnot, uh, that would be great. You know, I mean, I have not reached to uh, Otani's family. I saw on Twitter that he just got off the hospital. And, you know, I haven't reached out to, to Mongo's uh, family at this point, but I think eventually I will, you know, I will try to reach out and see if I can produce something that, that will help the family as well. So that would you be know, awesome. You know, something that, that comes to mind like this. Yoshi is an interesting one How so? uh, because I'm friends with Lance Archer mm -hmm. and I mentioned to Lance, I said, Hey, you know, Yoshi. And he was like, yeah, I know him. We we started out in, in FCW. So I was like, look, I want to see if I can produce a figure of Yoshi. Is it okay that you can help me to reach out? And Lance is such a selfless guy. And, you know, I always said, you know, he's my brother. Because when I first started this line in 2020, he was the first guy that I talked to. At the time, he was still signing with New Japan. And that was just before COVID. Mm -hmm. So, you know, before COVID hit really big, because it really hit big around the end of January, but I was over there for Wrestle Kingdom. 
and he was wrestling his U.S. title match uh, against Moxley. And, you know, the next day he was off the show. And, you know, we were just having lunch and I was just like chilling with him. What I said to him, I said, you know, uh, I think I'm going to start a toy line. You know, just like popping my head out of the blue. And he was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> That's kind of like how it, how it started. And then, you know, I because why I thought of Yoshi was because at the time, Tokyo had a convention called the Tokyo Con. The first of its kind, actually, because they had a lot of Japanese legends there. You know, Great Sasuke, uh, Manami Toyota, Aja Kong. And, and Yoshi happened to be there as well. And Yoshi and I talked to each other for a little bit. And and eventually, because Lance helped me to reach out, and, you know, eventually uh, I got him to sign a contract with me. And not only that, we, we hit off so well that he asked me to be his agent. Nice. And, and then COVID hit. Oh. So it wasn't until the end of last year that China began to open again. It was quite difficult for me because... Number one, trying to actually physically go to the factory as I live in Beijing, right? Mm-hmm. So when something like this happens, okay, there was a measure that that if you leave the city and then come back, you will have to take like 14 days quarantine or something. Okay. So, you know, that took a lot of the window for me. Like, you know, if, I, if I'm going to, to the factory in Southern China, say for a week, and then I have to be quarantined for 14 days, so that wouldn't make things so difficult. Right. Like overall. So, you know, it kept getting held off and held off and held off. And by that time, you know, we we already have multiple companies that came out with similar style figures. Right. So, so eventually I had to go back to the drawing board and go, okay, you know what? Let's see from the list that I want to make, who I know is signed, who may be signed. And who I can make that can, one, get people's attention. Two, that it will be feasible for a startup company to actually do something like this. So, you know, that's how it all came about. Do you have specific eras that you're shooting towards? Like you're kind of, you're, you're basically covering the gamut right now. I mean, you're going all the way back to Haystacks, all right. the way forward to Yoshi Tatsu. That, that's mm-hmm. a pretty wide net that you're casting there. Right. So you're not like specifying, I'm just going to go golden era guys. I'm going to go guys that would only fit within the Hasbro time frame. You're, you're just shooting everywhere. Right. I, I nice. don't want to set myself a certain time frame. Perfect. Don't pigeonhole. That's good. You basically put yourself in a position where you're locking yourself up in one particular era. And, you know, say, for example, the 80s and 90s, you know, if I'm locking myself in the 80s and 90s era, I'm pretty much doomed because majority of these have already been done by other companies. Right. Which goes back to what some people were thinking that, oh, you know, there's so many companies, there are not enough talents. Mm -hmm. But then again, if you look at if you look at this whole thing in a wider perspective, and not just looking at one particular box, there can be a lot more. For example, Haystacks. Like, nobody thought about the fact that I, I would even think about doing Haystacks. Right, yeah, that was on nobody's radar. Yeah, to me, I was like, okay, you know what? He was a legendary bank man, and if giant Haystacks was getting done, why not Haystacks Calhoun? Right. 
who was right. who, who was extremely famous, probably the second biggest name in terms of big man in, in the seventies and early eighties after Andre the Giant. So why nobody's touching that? But you know, if he wasn't getting done, so I, I went ahead and just go, let's get this. Because nice. Have, there's no way you should not get Haystack Calhoun. Nice. Well, you've got me guessing, Sean, because I don't know where you're going next with the names that you're going to be bringing <laughs> up. Like I said, you've cast such a wide net that I love kind of playing the guessing game to see, okay, what's he going to do next? See, that's some, that's something fun as well. I, I like to tease everybody. It's like when when I had that tiny, tiny picture of Haystack Calhoun, and, and I'll give you an exclusive today on this one. Oh, hey now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, w- which will lead to that. Someone was thinking of all kinds of names and eventually came up with the name. Some people was like, oh, it's a PNUs. Ooh. And I was like, well, you have to find out. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Because PNUs is going to be in series two. Yes. That oh, is so what? awesome. I love it. I love it. Finally, <laughs> a PN news figure. PN news is going to be in series two. Yeah, that is awesome <laughs> news. Yes. Finally, we get a PN news. I love it. I love it. I'm so I mean, happy. I, I, and and PN news was kind of difficult for me to sign as well. The reason for that, and Paul will, will actually take a video announcing it later. Awesome. Um, but, but, you know, you know I, want, I want to give you guys an exclusive. And I announced Yoshi yesterday already, so... We appreciate that. Thank you, Sean. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, you guys want another exclusive? Keep them coming. Please. <laughs> um, <laughs> early in the week, I have just signed a deal with uh, our UK distributor. And it's going to be Rock and Roll Collectibles. That's great. That's yeah. great. That's fantastic news. And yeah. they will and they will be carrying the uh, European exclusives. That's fantastic. You've oh, got to take that's... care of those UK collectors. They love their Hasbro style figures. That's the move. And I will say this, UK is one of the strongest market. I mean, I wouldn't even say just UK, even Germany. Mm-hmm. The entire Europe is extremely heavy on uh, the retro style Hasbro style figure. So I want to do them justice as well, because at times I don't think European collectors, you know, don't get a lot of love for it. Yeah. And I, I want to do right by them. And it's not just them. Also, the, the guys from down under, you know, Australia, New Zealand. That That's one reason why I included them into the Asia exclusive side. Because, mm-hmm. you know, how, how long since we actually had Australian exclusive, if ever? I mean, New Zealand right. never had never had a New Zealand exclusive. Like when I started to think about putting exclusives, initially I was just thinking about, okay, you know what? Let's just do US, UK, and China. And now I was like thinking, eh, you know what? I'm not including enough people. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was just like, okay, you know what? So really need to think about this in a broader perspective. So besides UK, you have France, you have Spain. You have Italy, you have Germany. All of these are really, really heavy Hasbro communities. So to me, I was like, okay, you know what? Let's put the whole Europe into one single entity as far as releasing the exclusive. And with the US, and I was thinking, well, why not 
why not add in Canada as well? Canada needs some love. Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, North America exclusive and Asia. Yep. And, and I was thinking, well, you know what? There are collectors in Philippines. There are collectors in Singapore. There are some collectors in Indonesia and, and Malaysia. And although the Southern Asian region, the Southeast Asian region is not strong in terms of the wrestling community wise, you know, but there mm-hmm. are some, you know, why not include India? Why not include, you know, the, the Asia Pacific, which is, you know, the Australian, New Zealand. And for having an Asian exclusive, you have to include Japan. So one of the things that I'm kind of curious about, and by the way, thank you for announcing PN News. That was a I'm still on cloud nine, dude. I'm like, <laughs> oh, edg- edging orgasmic spirits we were talking about earlier. Like you said PN News, I was right there. <laughs> but one of the things I was curious about is the contracts. Right. Now, hypothetically, we know that there is, and I'll use another company, there's a Dino Bravo retro out there. Right. Is there any way, and I don't, I'm not saying that you're going to go after Dino Bravo, right. but is, is there any way that you could do another retro style Dino Bravo? For example, I'm not saying you're going to, I'm just using that as a primal example. If I sign him. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a really big if because to me it's too recent, you know, right. just for the sake of, you know, the, the, the whole idea of Dino Bravo, um, mm-hmm. he, it can be done. But the question is, if I want it to be done. So one of the things that we had heard in the past is, okay, a certain toy company said, okay, you can you can go ahead and make this guy, even though he's in a deal, he has a deal with us, but right. you can't go in the same scale. Right now, I'm curious: is that still the same? Is it still kind of that way, or is it off the table now? Everybody could do. I think it depends on the contracts of what the talent has signed. I know a lot of deals are not exclusive. Okay. Even for, even for some of the wrestlers in you know that assigned to making Mattel figures, and we have okay. seen it before. Greg the Hammer Valentine's is is a prime example. Prime example. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you know it is a possibility to okay. to a lot of toy companies to actually do that. I know there is a whole bunch on my list that I want to make. I talked to one of the wrestlers the other day, and I don't want to name names because I don't want to get in trouble. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, it turns out that he has an exclusive contract with another company. So, okay. you know, that's where I draw the line. I go, okay, you know what? If that's the case, no, not going to happen. Now, some talent will go, oh, you know what? I'm signed exclusive to that or uh, out of respect. I don't want to talk to another company for it, you know. For example, I mean, I, I approached uh, Joey Janela before, and I didn't know that he was signed with other companies. And I just asked him, I said, hey, are you signed with anybody? And he was like, oh, I'm signed with this company. So I was like, okay, well, forget it. Maybe we can we can do something down the road. So, Sean, I don't know if you can answer this question, but it's kind of a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Your pre-order to delivery of right. the figures. I don't know the length of that. That was kind of going to be part of the question. But the other right. part is... How long do you have your talent signed for, exclusive or not? What's the typical time frame that you have these guys signed for? And does that prohibit you from making multiple figures of them from the pre-order to delivery date? Um, there was a, There's several companies out there making figures, and one of them that we know of, it, they would make a figure of them, but the deal would expire either right as the figure was coming out or before the figure would even come out. So I'm just kind of wondering how that weighs into 
to what you're doing right now? Okay, from the deals that I've signed so far, um, those are three-year deals, and they're not uh, exclusive. Okay. And I, I don't mind mentioning it. Um, okay. It's not exclusive. And, you know, if the rest of the one wants to sign with another company that is in similar style, my company will reserve the rights of not making that particular figure. Okay. So, you know, I can make it or not make it. So, you know, the final decisions come. So say, for example, in Yoshi's case, if, you know, he signs with another company that is making similar type of figures. Okay. Number one, we'll have to discuss it first. Because in his, in his case, will be a little bit more different because I'm the agent as well. But, right. You know, right. but taking away the agent part, if he is like, okay, you know what? I want to get my figures made with another company, then I will hold the rights of whether to still go ahead to make that figure or just abandon the entire idea. Okay. Now for the delivery part, from my last meeting with a couple of the factories, they've told me approximately four months okay. from, from pre-pro to finish. But I want to say give or take about about six months. Okay. Just in case if something comes up, the design from, from the molding doesn't come out right or whatever that has to be redone or whatnot, right. then it may take longer. So, you know, and these kind of stuff always do happen. So, you know, I don't want to go, oh, you know, four months, then we're straight. Yeah, number one or whatever. It's right. not going to happen, right? It, it, there's always going to be a certain issue that, that has to right. be fixed. So I want to say maybe around six months. Okay. From from pre-order being complete all the way to production, I would say all the way to finished production, I would say about six months. So, you know, okay. on top of delivery, whatnot, I would say about six and a half, seven months. Okay. And are these going to be made to order? Yes. Or, or are you going to have like so many made with, you know, a bash going out to pre-order and then you can... It'll, it'll be made to order. That that whole idea came from me collecting Meticom years ago. Okay. And Meticom is known to, you know, produce made-to-order figures, the soft vinyl figures that, that, 12, that 12 inches tall. Right. Um, I always felt made-to-order will probably be better. Okay. Even, even though it may be a little bit more costly to do because it may not meet a certain demands in terms of the production size. That's also an issue because a lot of these toy companies will want a certain amount, uh, toy factories will want a certain amount to be produced. A minimum, right. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, obviously there are also some that don't require that. Well, obviously this, this lends to your, your collectability conversation right. that we had earlier because if they're made to order that means there's only so many available so your collectability immediately is through the roof my plan is this and i still have to lay this out with the factory uh later on when when the prototypes are done by jordan my plan is is to have each variant having different cards and even the chase will have a different card that specifically stated which exclusive, or is it a chase, the certain number that was produced. And this is going out of your factory, shipping just randomly. You could open up your package and boom, you have a test shot or a prototype or right. a variant. It's right. just completely random. Right. That is so awesome. In my distribution agreement, I have specifically had, had a term that distributors will have to 
keep their integrity. So, you know, they're not going to keep the chase and sell and sell on their store. Right. They will have to give it out randomly. I mean, the other day someone was asking me, like, oh, can you sell me the prototype? <laughs> that sounds like a collector. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I was just like, no, not gonna happen. <laughs> And he was like, integrity sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're like, but you can pre-order and hope you get it in the mail. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I have to, I have to make sure everybody get a fair shake. You know, there's no way. There's no way that, that I'm just going to go, oh, here, have the one of three prototyping. Yeah. But also besides the, the prototype chase, I actually have something else planned in the works, which is a giveaway. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, people that buy oh. the figures. But the okay. way to do it, I still have to discuss it with the factory to see the possibility of how to lay this out. Okay. Because the plan that I that I want to, to make this happen, work out my way, then you guys are going to have a lot of fun even with the cards. Wow. That's awesome. I, I, I'm just going to say this. You guys are going to have a lot of fun even with the cards. But if it doesn't work, then I will have to think of another way to make it to make it fun. One of the things I was curious about is as retro companies started to pop up. Right. And we've seen numerous pop up. Has was there ever a time where you were thinking about changing course in different uh body style, maybe going, I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there, Galoob, Remco, right. any of those type of styles by chance? Well, believe it or not, at first I was thinking about character product lines. The, the whole the whole old new japan yeah share style. but then i look at the market share it you you can't sustain it got it you just can't sustain it but if you look at the entire hasbro line in terms of the hardcore collectors mm -hmm. um you know from pre-pro even to the tiny little slides that they had there's every little bit of collectability there mm -hmm. Which is something that you don't even see for Ramco, for LJN, for Jax, any of the Jax, or even any of the Mattel lines. So it, it's a no-brainer. And and people and people are saying, oh, yeah. you know, there's so many of these companies. Yes, there's so many. But at the same time, if you look at the way of promote, promoting it, everyone is different. That is true. It all depends on the content of how you want to promote this. And that's something that, that I look so deep into. Um, not saying that I won't consider other lines later, but at mm -hmm. the end of the day, the market has to sustain. One thing is, is that this Hasbro style or retro style body form, whatever you want to call it, has always done well. And no matter what line has or what company has done these retro style lines. It's like you said, it's been right. sustainable. Yeah. Whether it's been Mattel or whoever else, everybody's excited when they see these retro style companies come out right. with somebody new, like maybe, maybe a road warrior animal and Hawk with gold shoulder pads or Dino Bravo. You see the right. excitement behind it. Yeah. So, and what I see is, a lot of excitement regarding yours because of the realism just from renderings that we saw and just able to on the fly change up maybe Kamala's face paint or the mask or something like that. There's, there's excitement. Yeah. There's always going to be the yes. naysayers. Unfortunately, the naysayers voices seem to get a little louder. <laughs> people that positive. It's so true. 
so true that <laughs> instead of all the people that are raining positivity onto you you hear that little chirping in your ear and you're like you son of a yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even get mad on those anymore I, I don't even get mad on those anymore it's you know it all depends on someone's perspective into into what they right. want you know some wanted this some wanted that and you know i can mm -hmm. like i said i can't please everybody you know Someone is always going to like yep. a product. Someone's always going to hate a product. So when can we pre-order? Well, right now I'm waiting on Jordan to finish up all the prototypes. And then because I don't want to jump straight from the render to the prototype done in the factory. Got it. The reason why for that is my previous negotiations with, with one of the factory that got me a little concerned. Which at first they said, oh, we can do it. We can do it. And once I laid it out and go, this is how I want it to be done. They go, oh, you have to go through this guy. You have to go to this guy. Not going to happen. All this kind of stuff. So, you know, the moment I was thinking about, mm, maybe I'll get, get someone to do that. And early last year, that's how I, you know, saw Jordan's Zack Sabre Jr. custom head. And I was absolutely impressed because I'm such a big fan of Zack Sabre Jr. Mm -hmm. I actually have his ring one gear coming in soon. Nice. And yeah. Yeah. He finally sells. And I was like, yes. Which show? Um, I think it's the one from uh, this last Wrestle Kingdom. Oh. Yeah. The gold beautiful. one with the, 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 the black, the black jacket with the gold text. Yep. Um, beautiful. Finally was willing to sell, which was cool. And to me was i look at the head and i go wow this is so damn impressive i kept in conversation with jordan and what happened was at first because when i was sitting down talking to the factory they were like oh we can do it i was like okay and then once i laid it out they said they can't so i went back to jordan and i go i go well you know what just from that head you are making me feeling really comfortable working with you and I, I don't want to do this with other people mm -hmm. because, you know, it wouldn't come out the way that I want it to be. Right. So, and he said, oh, I did not sculpt this. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, who did? <laughs> Wait, who did that? Right. <laughs> so he, so he introduced me to Daniel, which is good Lord, such a great sculptor. Mm -hmm. Like every single thing that, that he's done so far, you know, I, I, I'm literally like going, oh, I'm bowing. <laughs> and I've said to the guys before, I said, you know, both of them, you know, both Jordan and Daniel, they are the backbone of this line. Uh-huh. them, I'll rather not do it. That's awesome. You got a good team with you. Yeah. So, you know, I like I said, I give credit where credit is due. You know, they should deserve so much credit. And you got the conquistadors. Let's not overlook them. You got them coming out. So, uh. Well, the believe it or not, the actually the conquistadors were the first one done, but I was waiting on the the trademark to come in, so that's why I left them so late to announce it. Those look so good because, too. <laughs> I love those figures. Oh, yeah. Any fan of eighties WWF wrestling, yes, needs the conquistadors in their collection. Hundred percent. I, I I look at that and I go. How come no one is making these guys? Yeah, first time ever. Right. They've never been made in action figure form. It's incredible. Yeah, it goes. I forgot to actually mention an answer that Scott was was asking about variants. Mm -hmm. Variants to me, I don't want to overproduce 
so many variants. Because once you have too many variants, again, it kills the collectability. It goes back to the whole idea of collectability. Right. And to me, three, maximum four will be enough. Okay. And the and that's why I've said, you know, the you know, let's forget about the chase because you know those are the pre-pro stuff then. Mm-hmm. If someone wants that that's also one reason why I put the pre-pro stuff as chase, because not everyone will want the pre-pro stuff. Right. Even though a lot of people do want them. Right, right, right. right. But but not everyone will want the pre-pro stuff. Now that way I have three actual variant. And you know, honestly, it's not really that many. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I want to keep a certain, you know, collector trading sort of going between different countries. Mm-hmm. Because that's something I feel that we have been missing. This is literally like Willy Wonka's golden ticket, right? <laughs> right. Dude, it really <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and not only that, if if I'm going to have a fourth variant for a certain figure, okay, mm-hmm. it will have to be requested by the wrestler. Only for the wrestler to sell at conventions or through their own terms. So say, for example, you know, some wrestlers may have their own website. Yeah, right. Then my cat is meowing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know why he he wants his voice heard. He wants wants one of your variants. He's talking to Jeff's cat. (laughs) He's talking to my kids. (laughs) They want to have a Zoom meeting too. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, um, you know, that will probably be just four variants. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as continent exclusives, then that'll be three. And the the whole idea of, of having four variant will be depending on the wrestler. Okay. So, say, for example, if PNUs wanted a variant for his, you know, for his way of selling it at conventions or, or at shows where he wrestles at, then yes. We'll get him one nice but he hasn't requested it yet but at this point in time unless a wrestler requests it then there will be three and that's it nothing more awesome well sean we want to thank you for coming on as i said this was a long time coming man long overdue how many years now i've, I've known you guys what eh. five six years now uh one hold on two <laughs> hold on, he's, gonna, he's gonna take off the socks here in a second count on hold his on i've got to take off the socks <laughs> and, uh, but but honestly, man, it's been a it's been a long time coming. It's finally good to connect with you. Um, I'm very no, happy. I appreciate for, that. I'm very happy for you. And on top of that, I'm really proud of you putting this line together. The reason I say that is I've seen you, you know, as a longtime collector. Um, I like what the renderings that you're doing and how they're they do stand out different from other retro companies. So I appreciate what you're doing, man. And I think a lot of collectors do. Especially with uh, that and, Kamala. And, and, and like I said, you know, I can't be any more grateful for, for the collector community. You know, yeah. positive or negative, doesn't matter. I, and all constructive criticism are great. Yep. And I truly appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we do thank you. Why don't you get your plugs in one more time? Tell us about pre-orders. Tell us about just sell the hell out of it. Be that salesman. Put the salesman <laughs> hat on. Well, I'm expecting pre-orders around April. So, you know, maybe at this point, I would say uh, April, late April to early May, most likely. Okay. Okay. And, and, you know, I don't want to be any, any later than May. Okay. Um, And then otherwise it's just going to be dragging it too much. 
But yeah, series one is going to be three variants for each one. Lost Conquistadors, Kamala, and Haystacks Calhoun. And I will be posting up Haystacks Calhoun soon. Okay. The renders, the, the, the final renders, because like I said, there still has to be a little bit of stuff that needs to be fixed. But other than that, it's, it's pretty much ready. Nice. Uh, then, then it's just prototype phase uh, within, I would say, by the end of March, I will be able to really show the fully painted prototype. Awesome. Then that, will be, then that will be the the next step. Then got once it. we got that step, then you know it's just for me to really sit down with factory and go, this is how I want it to be done, and that should be good. Cool. I'm excited. I can't uh, wait to see it. You've got me on Kamala and the Conquistadors. You had me at PN News, dude. <laughs> like that was my like, oh my god, PN News. Yeah, yes. series two right now. Right now, we the the half of series two that I got, and I'm waiting on three other wrestlers to sign the agreements. So see which one signs first, and then I will slot them into series two. I basically, you know, including the trademarks that I own, I have planned out all the way to half of Series 4. Wow, that's oh, awesome. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah, you know, we were really active on looking at some of the trademarks that were not secured or were never filed. And that took us an entire month to really analyze it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the ones that that I I got uh, so far are going to be some really interesting names. Awesome. Okay. Let the guessing games begin. Well, follow KWK Collectibles on all the social medias. Sean, thank you again for coming on, man. I, I need to correct you on this first, Jeff. Uh-oh, what did I do? KWK, Kayfabe Wrestling Collector on Facebook. On Facebook, okay. I yeah. follow I follow and, you on everything. I should know. Yeah, and, and, and you still forgot. <laughs> and how many years? Uh, One. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really appreciate it, though. No, really our do. pleasure, we man. Honestly, our pleasure. Absolutely, we appreciate you, and uh, thank you again for coming on, man. Sure. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag fig life, adios from the kings.